and welcome to me, myself, and I, how to have a relationship with me. My name is Charlene McClendon, and I am a licensed professional counselor in Atlanta, Georgia. The information I will be sharing with you today is for informational and educational purpose only, and in no way is a substitute for mental health care. Today, we're going to be talking about why is it important to have a relationship with yourself, right? The, and let's just jump right in. The importance of having a relationship with yourself, it births your identity, your individuality, your confidence, and your ownership. Again, the importance of having a relationship with yourself births your individuality, your identity, your confidence, and it gives you ownership of you. Let's look at those four different things. Identity sets the stage for your values and your belief. Your individuality creates your character and it distinguishes you from other people. Your confidence provides truth and certainty into yourself and ownership allows you to build authority over yourself. Again, Identity sets the stage for value and belief about yourself. Your individuality creates your character and distinguishes you from other people. Your confidence provides truth and certainty about who you are. And ownership allows you to have ownership, I mean, authority over who you are. When we do not have clarity about ourselves, right, a relationship can be hard to build with ourselves. When we don't know who we are, how can we have a relationship with ourselves, right? And I believe there are six keys into building a healthy relationship with yourself. And those six keys are safety, trust, stability, acceptance, patience, and love. Again, the six keys I believe is important with you building a healthy relationship with yourself are safety, trust, stability, acceptance, patience, and love. The six keys support a foundation of independence that produces original blueprint to who you are, right? Being in a relationship with other people and the other people can be our families, our caregivers, teachers, and friends, those relationships that were passed down to us sometimes can be healthy, and but also they can be unhealthy. And when they are unhealthy, a lot of times it can cause us to view ourselves through a lens that is not according to who we are, right? It can cause us to become stuck in a lens and a narrative about who we are based on other people's perceptions of who we are, right? When we're in a relationship and the relationship does not allow us to grow, to shift, or to change, right? We become stuck. We become stuck in how we see the world. We become stuck in how we see us in the world. And a lot of times that can come from our families. Think about it. You know, when you look back in your family, they put us in a box, right? They might have lived in a box. And if they lived in a box, they put you in a box. And if you're in a box, right, you are stuck to the box that they created. But when you grow into a relationship with yourself, you get out of their box and you get to start to discover yourself. And that's the important piece 
We want you to be able to get out of other people's boxes and for you to develop your independence into who you are. Relationships are meant to evolve based on your individuality. And when that does not happen due to many reasons, and you know, it can be to other people's individuality. It can be to trauma and pain that we have experienced, right? It can cause us to become stuck, but also it can be cause us to mimic unhealthy relationships, right? If you experience something that was traumatic and painful or disappointment due to other people's relationships, due to the relationships you've been in with other people, right? It can become unhealthy because we can mimic those relationships because it can be all we know. That's why when we build a relationship, we get this view from a different lens of who we are and what we want for ourselves, right? Let's jump into the six keys. Let's start with safety. Safety is an important key because it establishes protection from harm and danger. But a lot of times we view that only through, you know, keeping our doors locked, keeping our cars locked, not putting ourselves in physical danger. But what about the emotional and internal spaces? What about the emotional internal dangers that we have? How do we keep our safe, ourselves safe from those things, right? Safety creates an emotional space that openly shares, connects, accepts, and owns your thoughts. Let me say that again. Safety can create an emotional space that allows you to openly share, connect, accept, and own your own thoughts, but also your emotions and feelings, and you are able to freely and confidently share yourself. When we develop a safe foundation for ourselves, we allow ourselves to freely and confidently show up and share ourselves. And when we do that, right, then we are able to model to other people what we need back as it relates to safety because we have established that safety for ourselves. But also what can happen is when safety is not established, sometimes it hinders how we communicate, but also it hinders how we separate from other people. Because when we don't feel safe, a lot of times we go into our bubbles. And when we go into a bubble, we separate ourselves from others. But most importantly, we separate ourselves from ourselves. When we separate from ourselves, we are separating from our essence of who we are. And we don't want to separate from us. We want to be in tune with ourselves and safe with ourselves. So then we can model and show up in the world to who we are, but then also we have the courage to ask back for what we need and want from the world and from other people. Let's move into trust. Trust is another important key that cannot be de developed if safety is not present. I'm gonna say that to you again. Trust cannot be developed if safety is not present. What does this mean? This means safety, if safety is not established, trust is not offered. Trust allows you to make the best decisions for yourself, right? Leading you to a healthy mindset, a belief system that in turn affects your behavior. But if trust is not identified or developed with you, how can you produce it, right? 
how can you produce it in a way where it is tangible that people can see it, right? That they know that when you share something, when you show up, that you trust who you are, that you know that you are set apart. Trust is a firm belief in the original self and in your abilities and in your strength and in how you view yourself as a unique individual. Trust gives you that ability to be able to say, hey, world, look, here I am, right? And let's jump into stability and see how safety and trust, when they are developed, they also affect your stability. Stability is a foundation that offers support and a balance to who you are. It is a steadiness and it's a confidence into yourself, right? It allows for you to have ideas and to have views, but it allows you to have the courage to share them without reservation. It assists you in standing in your truth without comparison. Think about it. When there is no safety, when there's no trust and you're not stable, oftentimes we start to compare ourselves. We look outside of ourselves and we look at other people and we look at other things and we then start to compare ourselves to those things and we want what we see. But the issue in wanting what we see outside our original self, we will never obtain it because it's original to another person. Remember, comparison can be healthy and it can be unhealthy. But if we haven't developed a relationship with ourselves, Sometimes it can be unhealthy because we see a person and we want to become them and we can never become them because they are an original and we are original, right? Let's move into acceptance. Acceptance produces wholeness. Acceptance allows you to merge all of your past decisions, mistakes, your flaws, and even the good things about you together. But not only your past, but your present too. It allows you to see you in a whole way, to see the wholeness of who you are. It allows you to know that without a doubt that you're adequate and that you're enough, right? When you have an unconditional acceptance for yourself, you have unconditional acceptance for your value, for, for your identity, for your opinions, right? It creates a freedom for you to choose and to know that you're significant no matter what, that you matters. And that's important. We need to understand that when we build that relationship with ourselves, that we matter, who we show up in this world as matter. And it's not for other people to say we matter, but it's for us to say that we matter. Because when we take that ownership that we matter, then other people are able to accept that we matter. And if they don't accept, well, they're lost, right? We want to be able to own who we are, know who we are, show up in who we are, and create the life we want based on who we are. Let's move into patience. Patience provides grace without judgment, right? It allows us to endure but also to manage our life during challenging times. It allows us to give grace when we make mistakes, but it also allows us to move past in having space to move past through patience. Being able to offer and engage in grace, right? It creates a level of patience that produces safety. It produces stability. It produces acceptance and trust. 
but ultimately it leads to us being able to love ourselves, right? A lot of times we become impatient with ourselves when we make decisions that don't line up with the outcome we thought we received. And what we do is we become harsh with ourselves. We start calling ourselves unkind names and we start um, not giving space for us to grow in the change, right? We just shut down. And we want to be able to have patience to say, man, okay, what we did that time didn't work, but how do I change and shift and move and give myself grace to do something different? That's important with patience. Let's move into our last key, love. Love is the ultimate experience in building a relationship with yourself, right? It is created when we have safety. It is created when we have trust. It is created when we are stable with ourselves. It is created when we accept all of who we are. And it is created when we have patience and grace for ourselves. But the problem with love many times, right, we view it through the lens of emotions and feelings, right? How we feel and how the emotions are speaking to us. Remember, love is a verb, which means it produces actions. So, but however, sometimes because it's attached to emotions, right, it, it, it produces a false narrative of what love is. Let's take the movie, The Notebook. When the movie The Notebook come out, and I think it's still today is one of the number one love stories um, in the movies. A lot of times when people see the movie The Notebooks, they are invoked by the emotions and feelings of the story of Allie and Noah, right? The emotions and feelings saying, oh my God, I want that love. I want to experience that love with someone else. But the truth about it is, the emotions and feelings that um, is invoked is telling us that you can only have love by the emotions and feelings. But when you look at the movie, The Notebook, really what you see is a sense of safety. Allie and Noah created a sense of safety for each other. They had it for themselves, right? But they created it with each other. They also build trust. They had a trust in their individual selves and they brought their individual selves to the relationship. They built a trusted relationship with each other. They were stable on their own, in their own right. Being stable don't mean you're perfect. It just means, right, you're able to see the whole self. You had a steadiness and a confidence in who yourself. Look at it. Nor never, nor never changed for who he was. Um, and Allie never changed from who she was. They both were confident in themselves, but then they both accepted who they were. They accepted who they were. They accepted their differences, but then they were able to accept the differences in each other. Also, they had patience for themselves. You know, Nor uh, wrote, wrote Allie letters for over a year, right? He had a patient, a patient in himself and the love that he had with her, that he still provided and acted out that love with her, which then in turn led to them later being able to get together. But ultimately, they had a love for themselves. They had a love in who they were. They were able to go out and create a life and move through, life, move through the life separately 
that ultimately brought them back to experience this wonderful love. That is what I'm talking about when we're talking about a relationship with ourselves. We want to be able to be safe with ourselves in a way that we know we're okay. We own our individuality. We want to trust our individuality. We want to be stable in our individuality, right? We want to accept our individual uh, our individuality. We want to give patience for it, which in turn allows us to love the whole self. A lot of times we struggle in loving ourselves because we don't see ourselves through those six keys. We only see ourselves through relationships with other people. And a lot of times that's healthy and it's not healthy. It's healthy when we come from a healthy family, not a perfect family, but a healthy family that allows you to create and also model these six keys. But in terms, if we don't, we get to create them for ourselves, right? It is important for, when you're building a relationship with yourself, right? That you give yourself time and space to engage and seek ways to maintain that relationship with yourself. So what does that mean? That means every single day, be intentional about you. Set aside some time every single day to be with you, to get to know you, to listen to you, to give grace to you, to be kind to you right? Don't be so harsh with you that it keeps you separated from you, that you don't know how to be with you. That's what a relationship with you do, right? When we don't have a relationship with us, a lot of times we can be unkind to us. It can feel unsatisfying. It can feel unsafe, leading us to not love us. But when we build a relationship with us, we set a standard and a foundation that supports our originality. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes, and it's from Carl Jung. It says, every part of you that you do not love will become hostile to you. I'm going to read that again. Every part of you that you do not love will become hostile to you. I take this the way, take away this from Carl Jung to me, that if I don't allow space to know me, then I am at war against me. When I don't allow space to get to know me, I am at war against me. Just like we give space to our jobs, just like we give space to traveling, just like we give space to our kids, if you're a parent, our spouse, our partner, or boyfriend, or girlfriend, if you're in a relationship. It's important that you give space to you. We want to always allow ourselves to grow. And in order to allow ourselves to grow, we have to be able to allow space to understand who we are, what our needs are, which in turn produces our identity, our individuality, the confidence we have in ourselves and the ownership over ourselves. So I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of my first podcast on why is it important to have a relationship with you. And I'm hoping today I was able to give you some information that will allow you to start the journey 
of being able to build a relationship with you. So be good to yourself because it's only one of you. Thank you.